Hello, welcome to Season of the Bitch, the leftist podcast that haunts men. Today we have Laura, Zoe, and Helen. And today we are talking about witch shit, magic, and any type of Halloween rituals uh, that we feel like. Luckily for us, we have my favorite witch, Tanya, with us here today. You might know her from the Trillbillies or from her Sexy Sex Ed work or from her guesting with us in the past. If you don't know her, then you are in for a damn treat. Welcome, Tanya. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yay. Yes. So happy to Tanya- be on the coven today. I almost wore my coven t-shirt. I was like, no, I'm not going to be that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you could be that bitch. I mean, you are that bitch, but like, you know, in other ways. Um, Tanya, would you like to introduce yourself more for folks? Um, yeah, I mean, that that was pretty good. I, yeah, I'm a, I like to call myself a pleasure witch, whatever that means. I won't be taking questions on it. No, <laughs> no need. And we would in, never ask. I'm in Kentucky and I've been doing like Southern movement work for a long time and well what I consider a long time (laughs) for 12 or 15 years I guess now yeah Uh, and yeah I'm a sex educator and I have a I have a bunch of plants and and two dogs asleep with me right here and a cat and a new foster black kitten so that came home with me on October 1st can you believe little obsessed I don't know if it's going to be the right home. It's chaos here. There's a lot of creatures, and this is a scaredy cat. Oh, but we're working it out. We're trying it out. <laughs> and Tanya is a Cancer Sun, Scorpio Moon, Scorpio Rising, Grand Water Charon at That's your right. service. Wow! <laughs> so it, if you know, if half of this call just spontaneously starts c- crying, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I think. Oh, we have almost all the trines covered because Kellen has air. And Laura, you have water and earth. We don't have a fire trine, but I feel that I have enough fire to fill a trine. It's true. <laughs> Five Sagittarius placements. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Basically I a trine. see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, so first of all, I want to bring it back to our original season of the bitch episode. Literally our first episode over four years ago was about Sylvia Federici's book, Caliban and the Witch. Um, and this book talks about the history of witches as it relates to feminism and capitalism. And versions of paganism have been used to resist feudalism and capitalism for a long freaking time. And if you think about one of the main projects of colonialism, it's getting rid of whatever traditional spirituality was in place. So when people feel more alienated from their land, the people turn and the people around them, they're more likely to submit to whatever power, in this case colonial. Traditional spirituality is greatly tied to the land and connecting to other people and the self, and I personally still see that it as a way to do that. Um, And I want to be clear that not all forms of spirituality are meant for someone like me, a.k.a. a white person. I know we've discussed this before, but there are lineages of witchcraft and spirituality from all cultures, and it's important that you're not appropriating someone else's culture. 
I also just wanted to throw something else in before we really like get started and dive in. Um, and that is a pitch to people who are listening, who are maybe like more like me, like a little bit less like magically inclined. So to speak. Oh my God. Okay. Thank God, Kellen. I thought that that was Laura that had typed that in the notes. And I was like, what is wrong with <laughs> What are we talking about? No, Kellen, <laughs> Kellen's being brave right now and self-disclosing. Oh, I see yes, you, Kellen. Yes. I'm so proud of you. Um, uh, <laughs> You're like, I this bitch it. is my astrologer. And-, and I was like, my astrologer is in the closet. I'm not sure <laughs> what to do about it. <laughs> no, no. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was, like, I was a little unhinged over there. <laughs> I'm sorry I interrupted you. Oh my god, you're totally fine. No, I I am um, officially outing myself as the least magical person on this call. Um, But I want to do so to try to bring some other maybe skeptics into the fold right now. You are magical though, Kelly. Thank you so much. So magical. Um, I think there can be at least, you know, a little bit of a tendency, especially for people who are like around my age who grew up in the the days of like edgelord Richard Dawkins atheism to sort of like reject the idea of magic or religion or spirituality or like whatever is like almost stupid. Like, oh, I don't believe in this and anybody who does is dumb. Like, type of thing um but if that is your gut instincts i'm speaking to you right now and i want to encourage you to listen to this episode with an open mind like you definitely you don't have to believe that hexing donald trump is a legitimate form of political resistance although of course we love to see anybody hexing donald trump um also i did hex michael bloomberg the week that his campaign ended so is it not kellen uh i would say that Correlation is causation, and it <laughs> thank you so much that Michael Bloomberg's <laughs> campaign collapsed. Thank he you so also much. still owes us two thousand dollars. At so, any rate, he does. Yeah, he that's a Patreon throwback. Feel free to go back and listen to our episode on Michael Bloomberg, who is in debt to Caesar's the bitch. Um, at any rate, I do think that you should like really take seriously what people are going to be talking about today in terms of the way that like magical practices and spirituality keep them grounded, keep them connected to others in the world around them and like happy and at peace. And like, again, I'm coming out of the closet right now. I'm not a super spiritual person and I'll talk more about that in this episode probably. But I have seen the ways that spirituality and magic have really helped people I care about understand themselves, understand the world be accountable to themselves and others and become better people. So all of that is really beautiful. And I, again, just want to say, if you're coming to this episode with a skeptical ear, I hope that you can listen and understand where everybody's coming from. And also you should try tarot sometime. It's really fucking fun. And you should pay Laura to do your chart because they're an incredible astrologer. So throwing that out there as well. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, It's really funny that you said like, uh, you know, being a good person or like, like, I just feel like the reason why my mom will go to like being like, we raised you Catholic is because like they, she was like, this is how we wanted to instill morals in you. But like, Mm -hmm. what an abusive way to do that. Where like, (laughs) so like, if this resonates with you at all, it's like a very Mm non-harmful way of... Uh, thinking about the world. Um, Well, I thought it would be fun to start by talking about any rituals that we may have and why we're drawn to those rituals. And of course, I feel like we should start with Tanya. 
Oh, yeah, I am. I've started thinking about a lot of my just like things I want to do uh, regularly as rituals. <laughs> it makes them sound more fun to do. I love that. <laughs> like making my bed or, you know, things that I know make me feel better. Um, and just like thinking of it as a ritual because it's like a care practice for myself. Um, so yeah, I would say like literally even drinking tea, I think I feel is kind of ritualistic, but definitely like bath I would say soaking in my hot tub like mm. water activities oh yeah any, that anything water involving train. water yeah is big um high on my list of, <laughs> of things you need it literally truly need it um and I always have a fridge full of sparkling water <laughs> but yeah on the full moon um I'll often like make I'll put out some moon water and often use tarot images or any image if there's like I don't know I've been taking Polaroids I have a little Polaroid camera and so I've been doing Polaroids and stuff sometimes so sometimes I'll use Polaroids too but I'll put images powerful images um under a glass of water out under the moon and so in the morning the image is kind of reflected in the water in the full moon water and Sometimes I'll turn it into like room spray and just spray it on my bed and my altar and stuff. Um, or I'll just drink it. <laughs> just like, okay, I need all this. Today. <laughs> yes. I need just, I'm main, I'm mainlining moon water over here. Things are great. <laughs> Things are really good. I mean, who, who's the one doesn't need to mainline moon water sometimes? <laughs> yeah, like shit. Uh, just shotgun a little moon water now, the, yeah. now and again. but um I also do daily tarot I've been doing that um for four four or five years now um and I use a different deck every year is what I've been doing and so then after I've used a deck for a year is when I start to offer readings with other people with the deck after I've used it for a year so I like have feel like I have more of a relationship with the deck so now I have like four or five decks piled up that I feel like I can offer. So I'm collecting, I'm hoarding tarot decks. As you should. It's a gay right. um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like healthcare. Yes, exactly. I mean, it is, you know, cheaper than therapy. So (laughs) daily daily tarot. Um, yeah, we can get into tarot more later, but that's definitely one of my daily rituals. Um, I do a seven card spread either on Sunday or Monday for the whole week. And then every day I do a little journaling and read and think about the card. I love that. That yeah. sounds like super introspective and like healthy. And it's you know. really nice. Yeah. I mean, I, they're definitely like, um, I only write a little bit. My journal's laying here. I have this like pink velvety journal this year that I really like love that either if I'm having very strong feelings about something I'll write that or if not, <laughs> I'll just like write the things I did like I finally did the dishes and <laughs> the dog for an hour so as, <laughs> as a water train would you say you're ever not having strong feelings about something uh okay that's fair I guess. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that I felt <laughs> attacked by that question <laughs> I mean it so lovingly. <laughs> okay, well, There's so not a moment. Book of feelings is what this is. A book of feelings. Damn. Um, yeah, so it is 
when the <laughs> pandemic first kicked off, this was such a good practice to already be in the habit of mm-hmm. because I, my, the days started running together and yeah. I had no, I was like, I have no idea what I've been doing. I'm, I'm going fucking crazy. <laughs> like, so I would literally go back and read what I wrote. Like usually I'll go back and read the whole thing as a new year ritual. Sometimes I do that around Halloween, Samhain, like the witch, witch's new year, depending on how spunky I'm feeling. <laughs> or I'll <laughs> wait and do it sometime around in December or January. But um, yeah, at the beginning of the pa- pandemic, I was like losing grip on reality. And I was going having to go back and read things I did yesterday just to like oh, remind sure. myself <laughs> what the mm. fuck is going on. So that's helpful too. I feel like if I were to have a serious mental break, I could at least be like, okay, yesterday I stared out the window. Yes. <laughs> yes. Before that, I sat in the hot tub all day. <laughs> like, what is the going on? The entire day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that that's a really good way to track time. I'm so bad mm-hmm. at like journaling or writing things down in general. And so I could just be lost in my brain. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, time isn't real, but it is nice to just follow the the, uh, moon and sun cycles. Like, okay, sun's up. Like my dogs get up with the sun. And so inevitably I have to get up when the sun goes up and let them out. And on my best days, I um, get, I make myself some tea at that hour and like sit outside a little bit or maybe get in the hot tub or whatever, like walk around, do a little cleaning. And then I take a little nap a little morning nap around like 10 or 11 mm. till like lunch <laughs> yes. when I wake up I'm like yes it's time to eat I don't know it just that's like my best that's my best day layout if I can work that out but you know it doesn't always work that way but uh, well that and, in and of itself is a little ritual yeah totally and I sure do like get going to bed at dark <laughs> I love getting in the bed at dark <laughs> I feel that I feel that <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I have a few rituals that I've been drawn to for a while now. And like, of course, anyone can keep jumping in. Um, and similarly to what you were talking about, Tanya, uh, the main one I do surrounds the new moon and full moon. Um, so we know that the moon has an effect on us. It literally controls the tides and we are made up mostly of water. So it makes sense that it affects us. Um, Don't you love that? people mainly men I guess will literally fix their lips to be like I'm not impacted by the moon imagine thinking that something as powerful as this doesn't have an impact on your little measly body yeah truly imagine yeah I'm sure that has no effect on the lack of self-awareness I'm sure it's nothing I'm sure it's nothing. (laughs) All these planets the moon and literally like there there's like a multitude of extra pregnancies on the full moon like it affects our bodies like my my friend's mom is a um like maternity ward nurse and she's just like yeah full moons we like know that we're all going to be working double shifts basically um incredible i'm synced with the moon not to brag me too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah big flex. I would love it. <laughs> truly, it is. Yes. I would love to know if I was born on the full moon. I'd never thought I am. that up. I'm born uh, on the full moon. Wow. Very powerful. Full moon in Scorpio. I'm looking this up right after this. <laughs> wow. Um, yes. I can give everyone like a, a tool that they can learn if they were born under what natal 
or moon sign they were born under too, which because I am going to talk about that specific thing in a second. Oh, I need to check. I was like, I was significantly late. And now I'm like, maybe I was just waiting for the moon. Yeah, that's that possible. Um, so yeah, so the new moon is often about setting intentions, creating something very internal that will need to like brew for a while before it comes to fruition. The full moon is more about things that need to come to light now or things that we can gain clarity on now. Both are really powerful astrological events. And to ground myself in whatever is to come, I like to do a new moon and a full moon tarot reading on the day those events take place. Um, And I'm going to share in a little bit with y'all a tarot poll you can do for the upcoming full moon in Aries. But this is a way for me to reflect, think about what I'm working towards, or begin to internally cook various things within myself. Um, If you're not familiar with tarot, the way that I personally use it is similar to my view on astrology. Um, There's a lot of information out there about what the cards mean and a lot of like kind of interpretations on that. And when I pull cards for reading, I'll read what the card is trying to tell me and see what sticks out to me. Um, Like most heuristic devices like this, their usefulness is tied to what sticks out to you, what you personally pick up on. And when you read about the card or look at the physical traits of a card you pull, sometimes just seeing the artwork on a card might stir something within you. I don't know, Tanya, if you wanted to add anything about that tarot-wise. You you are way more uh, skilled tarot-wise than I am, for sure. No, I, I am confident that tarot isn't a skill. <laughs> and yes, we true. can actually just enjoy it and not worry about how we're using it um, or how yeah. good we are at it. I love that you literally cannot get a degree in tarot, so there are no experts. <laughs> yes, no experts. No, hell yeah. And I think like it's to me, it's related to water trying stuff. Like I think the fact that you do tarot readings and that I do astrology readings is like all of the things associated with that are being like very in tune with shit. So like just kind of listening in to whatever those those messaging is kind of like signaling to us is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Are you sure? I'm so sure. Okay. <laughs> well, I wanted to. Every episode is y'all just being so sweet to each other. Please go. Literally giving me a cavity. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I was gonna bring up when Laura and I did tarot together in person. Brag like two weeks ago. Love that. Um. And the special card that I got, Laura. Oh can you God. tell people what the deck was, and then I'll talk about the card oh my god yeah it's from it's like a specific card to laura's deck yes so this is a deck that was created by the illustrator the queer illustrator tilly walden um they are an incredible um author they wrote my some of my favorite graphic novels on a sunbeam shit like that so fucking good and they created this um tarot deck called the cosmic slumber tarot deck and uh it's really really beautiful i'm obsessed with that i'm also like laughing because this person that i'm talking to we were like talking about queer shit and uh they were like yeah i have this tarot deck by this person i was like oh i have that tarot deck too that's like the gayest thing i've ever heard in my whole life (laughs) (laughs) anyway Um, yeah i love that yes but yeah so 
Laura and I are doing tarot together and I've been going through some shit. I'll tell the podcast. I'll tell the world. It's a breakup. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's fucked. It's the fucking season. I went through a breakup starting this time last year. It was uh, it misery. Is. It's, it's that misery. It's that time. <laughs> yeah. So we did like a, a little breakup spread. And the card that was pulled for representing like me or where I was going or something like that. Um was this special card called the night, which Laura had never pulled before. We were like, what the fuck is this? Literally Um, never pulled it. It's not like part of traditional tarot decks. Yeah, it's just a special card. And um, I just want, it's pretty short. I just wanted to read the description because, well, I'll read it and then I'll explain. So the night comes when you need it most. It is the place for you to sink into and escape. The long day is coming to an end, but the night allows you to extend it to draw the time out. While everyone else sleeps, you will work. Use the night to its fullest. The moon slows down the clock for you, so you may have the time you need to face the problems ahead. Um, As Laura can attest, I was just like, this is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. And it was correct. The night comes to you when you need it most. And I was just like, wow, the deck knows. And it was a whole moment. Um, And also just really resonated with it talking to let with it talking to with it talking about like during the night you're working. Cause I've been really trying to focus on being a Phoenix and rising from the ashes. And I was like, that's right. It's a dark time, but I'm working on it. Yes. Um, so yeah, tarot. And I just also feel like that generally, it was like, this comes when you need it the most. I and was you're like, like it did. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, oh. Yeah. So, and I feel like that's like how a lot of my tarot readings are, is it's just like what you needed in that moment. Yeah. I also yeah. think it's like really funny. So with this deck, there are these two extra cards. I literally did not know that because I hadn't oh, read yeah. the entire book. And I had not pulled either of them, so I, like, didn't, like, look through to see these, like, mm-hmm. additional cards that they had put into the deck. And I then received the second one, which was, like, wow. day. The morning. Or the, the morning, morning. The morning. I just I just had it pulled up because it was in the same, right, like, screenshot right. you showed me, which is So fine. it's just, like, funny that I think tarot can kind of work that way, too, where it's, like, oh, I'd literally never seen that card. And there's typically 78 cards in a deck so this one would have 80 um and i was like oh my fucking god that's so wild how things work like that also that i was like oh my god laura's the morning and i'm the night and laura was like i'm sometimes the night (laughs) (laughs) but zoe you're you're very occasionally the morning you know i'm occasionally the morning but (laughs) my scorpio ass was just like sometimes i'm the night too okay (laughs) Don't out the Scorpio. Can't be done. But my Aries self was like, okay, yeah, okay, I'm the morning sometimes. <laughs> but um, yes, Helen, go ahead. Oh, please. I was just going to say, I have a tarot story too. Yes. Um. So uh, my favorite card is strength. It was something like it's the, a, a card with like iconography that I drew a lot of sh- strength from during like a really dark time in my life I had like a sticker on my laptop that was like a actually I've had like multiple I've gone through like multiple iterations like when the sticker gets worn I get a new one um and the first time that I ever met Zoe actually before they joined season of the bitch I was doing an embroidery like piece that was the card strength um and like that embroidery hoop is like hanging over my bed right oh my god also you know what i just 
realize when I was a guest on season of the bitch before I was a host, it was that night. Yes, exactly. It was because you were like, oh, I'm not going to be on later. And I was like, oh, I have to like go home and get ready. And that was the day that That we met in person. Oh my God. Wow. All coming together. But okay. I also want to be like, I know that I'm really fucking gross and like barf because I keep talking about this person that I'm seeing and I'm sorry I'm just really happy okay we're We're happy for you I'm it's so fucking gross anyway it's fine (laughs) it is what it is um so he was telling me that like about a month before we got together he had one of his friends do a tarot drawing for him um that was like past present future relationships and the future was two of cups and they talked about how that was supposed to be like an equitable really fulfilling relationship that was coming his way and the other card was the strength card and so like the first night that he came over to my place after we had like already started sort of seeing each other he saw over my bed the like embroidery of the strength thing and he was like what is that and I was like oh that's like my favorite tarot card like you know like I I've like really liked this iconography for a really long time it means a lot to me whatever and he was like okay you're not gonna believe this but like I got a drawing that said we were gonna end up together and I was like (laughs) I'm sorry what the fuck are you talking about and then he told me about this and um it was really I don't know it was very cute very wholesome um but he's like really put a lot of stock in it and I think that's that's yeah that's very sweet we've also done a fortune teller reading together and the only two people I've ever done a fortune teller reading with was this guy and Zoe oh my god are we sure I'm not your soulmate though I mean I think we are we sure that argument (laughs) the the, rule it out the fortune teller was like, you two are very clearly twin flames, but I don't know if you're soulmates. And I think that's just because my soulmate is Zoe. Um, I mean, that makes no. sense to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm, I'm fine with sharing, though. I'm not saying. I'm about, fine with sharing clear. myself between you two as well. So <laughs> it works out nicely for all of us. So wholesome. I and love I love that. that. I love that Kaylin's like, I'm not magical at all, but I did perhaps crochet what did you do cross stitch yeah (laughs) and hang it over my bed (laughs) and i do go to psychics to determine what i should do in life but my sweetie to a fortune teller (laughs) so yeah yeah Okay, you're making some points, Tanya. You're making some and points. And I happen to be a host on a podcast called Season of the Bitch. <laughs> points were made. <laughs> <laughs> when um, when Laura started talking about uh, Caliban and the Witch, um, going back to the first season, I thought you were going to talk about the live show. Oh, which was, oh my God. Uh, yes. Season of the Witch's first live show I got to be a part of in Chicago. Yes. Um, and it was a literal Halloween seance. Yeah, oh, so good. Uh, we had so much fun. We had so much fun. It was so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it was very over the top camp. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you gave me a crystal that trip before I went home. I like didn't really know you well at all, and you were like, "Here's this crystal." I was like, "It was so take cute." It with you. I was like, "Yes." Oh my God, everybody, yeah, I went to that witch store in uh, Ambria's neighborhood, which mm-hmm. I love still. 
the people who work there literally love me. They remember me. Oh my God. And literally the last time I went there, because I've been there three times now, every time I go to Chicago, I go to that store and I can't, St. Augustine's, I think it's what it's called. Oh my God. I, I moved to Chicago a few months ago and I have to go. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. The last time I was there, the owner closed the store to give me a ride. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> They love wow. you. That's literally the best. She, because I, I just asked for directions to like a bus station or something because I was trying to get to an abortion party, like a reproductive health warrior. Fund. I thought you meant like a baby shower, but an abortion party. I also yeah. love that idea. <laughs> Which would be great. Yes. <laughs> it was like a fundraiser that I think one of the witches were at i can't remember one of the bitches were at <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah one of the coven was oh, maybe it was ambry i was meeting there anyway she was like oh you can't walk there from here i hear i'm just gonna close up and take you and i was like well you don't have to do that. oh my god <laughs> and she gave me a full tour of chinatown okay so this is just uh, this witches yes they're yeah you can like find them anywhere and it's a keyhole into a whole new world wherever oh. they live they'll show you. she told me the history of the whole chinatown all this stuff so I sweet that. i absolutely <laughs> love that anyway oh. i that was the first time i went was the first first time i'd been to chicago was for y'all's live show and i bought everybody a crystal there and i was like we'll have all these crystals so yes. cute and i think i lost mine at the show in the venue but it's still <laughs> there probably being powerful yeah no it's powerful <laughs> it's being and and it's connected to you somehow still somewhere absolutely yeah. Um, so the, so tarot is one of the main rituals that I do. The other main ritual that I do is astrology stuff. So I'm always thinking about astrology. Um, as a daily practice, I like to see where the planets are, what transits are happening. Um, transits are basically how the planets are currently in relationship to each other or the sun, um, and how that relates to my natal chart or birth chart. So, Everyone has their own birth chart. You might be familiar only with your sun sign, but you have a sign associated with all the planets and luminaries in the sky from the moment you were born. Can I just interject real fast? Do we think that there's anybody who listens to this podcast at this point that isn't aware that there's more than just a sun sign? <laughs> I would I hope thinking, not. I was like, if you don't know this by now, you <laughs> listen to the podcast. <laughs> No, I mean, like, shame on you, but also no. I try to be like, it's just good so that you're being inclusive. I, I am not Kel saying, and I, however, are over it. <laughs> Y'all better do you even know. support us. Do you like us? Yeah. Do you even know? Um, but anyway, you got a bunch of signs. Um, and how your chart compares to what's happening happening in the sky like present day matters um, for how your days or weeks might go so for example we've all been experiencing a kind of messed up few weeks y'all have probably heard about mercury in retrograde well mercury has been in retrograde for about two weeks and we have about one more week left of this challenging transit um, additionally, when Mercury first went retrograde, five other planets were retrograding as well. Yeah, I was going to say, every fucking planet's retrograde yeah. right now. I'm afraid to leave the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so retrograde essentially means that a planet appears to go backward in its orbit as viewed from Earth. And that means that the functions of that planet, astrologically, are a little haywire. 
So Mercury is the planet of communication, technology, internal dialogues even. Sometimes it's associated with mental health. And for the last couple of weeks, it, that's been really heightened. Um, the whole Facebook technological disaster happening during a Mercury in retrograde right after a whistleblower identified that if Facebook became safer for users, it would be less profitable. So they've specifically not been doing that, which has been pretty much obvious to us all. But anyway, the fact that that all happened during this is a huge Mercury in retrograde mood. <laughs> Um, I'm also realizing as you're talking about astrology, just to continue roasting myself, um, <laughs> that I've learned so much about astrology from Zoe and Laura that she I has now, an astrology tattoo. Everyone, I actually do have an astrology <laughs> tattoo, but she's not I just have two all. astrology tattoos. I have an Aries tattoo and a Saturn return tattoo. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> so I was like rolling her eyes. <laughs> This is Kellen's air trine. Speaking of astrology, she's like, but it's not practical. So I'm not that into it. But I also, I learned so much about astrology from y'all too, that I literally do astrology readings for my friends. I'm like, let me see your chart. And then I go through and I'm like, okay, your Pisces Mercury makes so much fucking sense to me. (laughs) And they're like, what does that mean? And I'm like, let me tell you. Um, So just We're just out here trying to spread the word. I think this is rooted in your trauma from academics, Kellen, <laughs> and them conv- like just like the convincing people they don't know enough. About I think something. you're probably <laughs> really, really on point. There. Very yeah, yeah. We're, yes. this is just we're just shaking it off. <laughs> we're just shaking it off. <laughs> yeah, academics. Yeah, you know, you know about this. You know. Oh my god! But yes. All that to say, a daily ritual for me has been to figure out what, how the current sky and the upcoming sky might affect me. And a great resource for this, which can also tell you a lot of things, um, which I'll get to in a second, um, is the Chani app. Uh, Wish we were sponsored, honestly. I was about to say this is not a sponsored ad, but it could be. It could be if you're at Chani, holler. Um, So... Yeah, if you don't have the Chani app, I highly recommend downloading it. It is the best astrology app available, period. Um, I'm downloading it right now. Yeah, in the app, you'll it have... It is a little pricey. I will throw um, that out there. I didn't know but... that if... I thought that it only has a cost if you get the re- the weekly readings. That's what I was about to say. There are, there are free parts of it, though. Okay, yes. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. in the app, you'll still have access to the current sky and your chart. Um, but if you pay, uh, like, I think it's $5 a month. I'm paying 12. How'd oh. I get, what Damn. am I for? Well, I, I, I like hopped on it like, immediately. So I think. is my most expensive fucking, well, no, I probably, I think I have some porn pages that are more than that, but <laughs> I, like, is in my bag. Okay. Yes. Yes. Chani, I, I mean, it's, like it's worth it in my opinion, if you have, if you're of means, but, um, yeah. Basically, if you do the paid part, it gives you a 15-minute um, weekly forecast for your rising sign and, like, what to expect in the week to come that comes out every Sunday. And that matters because your rising sign controls what area of your life might be affected by the transits. And um, it also – so, like, when it's telling you about your chart, the Chani app shows you a lot of things that other apps will not. For example, it will tell you what phase – 
you were born under, like what moon phase you were born under and what that means for you. And so there's there's just a lot there. Um, but I did want to talk about some upcoming astrological transits and events that are coming up that I would love for people to just be aware of. Um, so this is coming out on October 15th. And on October 18th, Mercury and Jupiter station direct. So that period of retrograde is going to be over soon. Amen. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) On um, October 20th, we have a full blood moon in Aries. So I'm going to send a link in our our notes with this uh, reading, but... The questions you want to ask yourself in a reading um, are going to – you're going to pull four cards. Um, Number one, what is your goal for this cycle? Uh, Number two, what must you leave behind? Number three, how can I release my inner warrior? And number four, what fuels my drive? And that's all some Aries energy for you to Uh imbue yourself with. Thank you. (laughs) Um, and then uh, on October 23rd, we enter Scorpio season. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> so it's excited. little Ruby's a Scorpio. She's going to have her first birthday. I've already ordered some oh, stuff. Oh, my God. Ruby. Oh, my God. Yes. So cute. I love that. I ordered her a crown. Uh, and a literal crown. She's going to, you need to obviously take a lot of photos. <laughs> please, please. Um, on October 30th, Mars, which is the planet that controls our, our sex lives, um, as well as kind of like conflict and friction in our lives. So not necessarily like aggression, but maybe like what irks you and kind of what fuels your fire. But Mars enters Scorpio. So for me, that just feels like ho city or just like maybe like just like fueling your desire flames. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a great time. I cannot wait. It's a, it's a reason. <laughs> this is this transit is a reason to put off cuffing another yes. month. <laughs> well, or well, Scorpio can be a cuffing thing. There's two sides to Scorpio, right? It's very like very sexual, very magnetic, and for some Scorpio energy, it can be like blooming desire. So whatever your way you operate in romantically, sexually, do you? But it's going to be intense because that is Scorpio. <laughs> Well, I don't know if y'all heard earlier, but some of us are going through a breakup. So I'm going to need, I'm going to need to air towards the hoe face. (laughs) And we love this for you. Our Chicago listeners, please slide into those DMs. Thank you so much. Shoot your shot. Yes. Seriously. Um, Maybe. I probably won't respond. I'll be real honest about it. Okay. Oh my God. Never mind. What? Shoot your shot. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm but just if you're saying. Cute, if you're cute enough, Zoe will probably answer. I'm She'll warning out the answer. week. Okay. I'm making the week go home. If <laughs> I might not respond, especially yeah, if fine. you have weak energy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, come correct or not at all. There you go. There we go. And, uh... <laughs> oh my God. Um, Okay, so giddy up for that. And then finally, I wanted to say that on November 5th, Venus, the planet of love and romance, enters hardworking Capricorn. So uh, overachievers are really going to be at it um, in terms of their romance. 
Um, and Mercury uh, enters Scorpio. So again, that planet of communication is going to be intense. Um, and it's it's fucking Halloween for oh, God's yeah. sakes. Of course. The veil is thin, people. Yes. <laughs> Yes. She is thin. Yes. So it's a great time um, to especially do any rituals uh, that pertain to people in your life who aren't on this plane anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. Also, I just want to talk really quickly about herbalism as it relates to magic. I certainly know less than my friends when it comes to herbalism. But as Tanya has been pointing out this whole time, we're claiming our own expertise on these things so i do have a lot of uh history of work that required me to understand wild edibles like i used to lead um educational hikes and shit like that and so that's like meaning finding plants that are edible in the wild different um, than weed edibles. weed that grows Correct. In the wild, which is what i thought you first met when you said wild edibles yes that, yes <laughs> gotta clarify um and i think just like A, thinking about the phytochemical properties of plants and how healing that can be, but the practice of working with plants to heal various elements or struggles that you may be going through is really important. Um, And that's why we drink herbal teas, obviously, Um, and why having tea is a great ritual. Yeah, and I love a tub tea, too. I got on a tub tea kick a couple years ago and love to ritual up a bath. Hell yeah. (laughs) So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of my rituals, well, I am actually very into herbalism, which I got into just from like my own chronic illness stuff. Um, one hot tip I'm going to give everyone cause it's on my table right now. Cause I was just using it is this tincture. Um, cramp bark is the like colloquial name. That's what you'll find it under. Um, and it's so good for cramps, like PMS cramps. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, when I have my period, I just like basically pour the whole tincture into a glass of water and it's so good it says to put like one like (laughs) dropper or whatever but I literally put like five or six um (laughs) it's fine and yeah I have like two cabinets full of herbal things it's whatever it's a problem but um it's fine and then yeah obviously we already talked about like the tarot and astrology stuff um something else I wanted to talk about is like crystals. Well, so for me, a lot of my magical stuff is tied to things related to Sagittariusness because it's just so prevalent for me. I feel like very connected to it. Um, like I have this like jar of just like Sag full moon rainwater. Um, I haven't drank in it yet, but maybe in the darkest of times I will. Um, right now it just sits there for me, (laughs) but, um, Oh, and I have this candle that was like poured on like a Sag moon. Um, yeah, that my sister gave me and it's just, it's very, yeah, it's very beautiful candle. smells really good. It's like in this little teacup, but yeah. So with crystals, I've always been like super drawn to amethyst. I have a lot of pieces of amethyst. I've had my hair like purple amethyst Mm. color for years. And then Mm. I was doing this like, um, like witchy, like talk like that, not that I was doing that I was attending and they were talking about like the crystals that are associated with different signs. And they were talking about how like amethyst is associated with Jupiter, which is the ruling planet for Sag. And that was the moment where I was just like, Oh my God, I knew it all along. I'm so magical. <laughs> um, and now I have even more amethyst things. Cause now I feel validated in the amount I that I that. have. Um, 
Yeah. And I know like Tanya mentioned buying crystals earlier. Oh, also for Kellen's graduation, I gave you, wait, did I get you the amethyst skull or was mm-hmm. the pink quartz one? It no, was, it was the, the amethyst, amethyst one. one. It's so cool. Yes. I gave Kellen this like carved amethyst skull oh. for the summer. Um, cause I was like, Kellen loves skulls and also the amethyst will remind me, will remind you of me forever. Now I remember cause I wrote it in the card. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was wondering if like other folks have any specific ties to like crystals or crystals that you feel connected to. Well, I don't have exactly one that I'm fully tied to, but I did want to mention because I wasn't on the sex toys episode. Oh, I was hoping you would mention this. I do have (laughs) a rose quartz dildo. Yes. It is so powerful. It is literally the most powerful thing. I love it. And you can put like those in the freezer and stuff. Absolutely. Mm. So fun. I have an amethyst ring on. I wear amethyst almost always. Well, now you have to think of me when you see amethyst. Um, (laughs) And I also have on Ruby. I really like Ruby. It's my birthstone. Mm. And I named my dog Ruby. And um, Ruby's a little harder to find. I have a Ruby ring. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I have a raw ruby stone um, on my necklace and have a little bit running around. But I use a lot of rose quartz, too. Like, when I was going through my breakup in particular, because rose quartz is really good for, like, heart healing and heart health and love issues. But there was one time I answered the phone. I was just, I was real dramatic last winter. Last winter was <laughs> rough, honey. That pandemic winter about took me out. Mm. And my mom called me one time and I answered the phone. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm laying here with some rose quartz on my heart chakra. <laughs> yeah, and she'll never let me forget this. Oh, that's so good—the <laughs> high gay drama of me laying around <laughs> with rose quartz on my heart. But you know what? I'm healed now. So exactly. Causation. What did we say? Yeah. Correlation <laughs> is causation. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Another related note of sharing witchy stories. So I don't know, there may have been, you may have just heard a doorbell ring. That was my doorbell. Um, There was somebody delivering food because I'm about to go have a very nice friend date with somebody where we eat Thai food and drink beer and sit on a rooftop. However, I used to have a massive crush on this person who is purportedly straight um doing a lot of air quotes because anybody who's met her is like i'm sorry no <laughs> absolutely and <not>. confirm um <laughs> laura and zoe have both met her <laughs> there's no fucking way at any rate um there was a time when i was very into her and did a tarot deck reading about her and my deck was like yeah this is fun for now but it's definitely not going anywhere and i was like okay sure tarot is not real i'm gonna ignore this but yet again proven correct yeah. <laughs> so really eating my words here um yeah no but, i feel uh, that anyway it's fine you love to be validated yeah yes. <laughs> oh i should also say that i do have a tarot deck since we're talking about them and mine is like i only have one i'm not like tanya you know tarot master um but mine is like extremely me every card has a watercolor picture of a cat um it's like mimicking the original like classic representations of the cards um it's very cute and that's my favorite thing about tarot is that it's art it's art Mm. that you can like get intimate with get messy with touch and like build your own relationship with and i mean it's i think there's a pretty easy um 
it'd be pretty easy to describe tarot as art therapy. You know, like there's just a lot of ways to think about this. I definitely am someone who likes to touch art. And so I really recommend that people just find a deck that where the art resonates with them because that's as important as anything. That's really beautiful. Love the kit. Love the kitten pants. Yes. So I did want to share one um, tip that someone from Twitter shared with me. Um, So I thought this ritual would be really good for Samhain. um, And it's by at Plum Rain. So thank you for this. Um, And it's leaving out little offerings like food or drink offerings for your ancestors. Um, And I hadn't thought about this, um, but after I got that comment, I left a cup of coffee out for my grandma uh, because she had just passed. And it just, you know, that was a morning ritual that we had with each other all summer. So it felt good to do uh, coffee. And I think it could be a really good ritual for uh, Halloween. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I love um, food rituals anyway. Mm. Like uh, my you know, uh, I think we might get into this or I don't know, we might be at an hour, who knows, but I don't know. Um, but the whole like figuring out your spiritual journey when you were raised Christian, um, different sects of Christianity. And mm. I was, it was, my mom didn't really go to church. She sent us to church as like daycare. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the time I was pretty pissed about it, but now I'm like, okay, respect. Uh, <laughs> I, I respect the hustle. Um, this is but, what happens when there's not daycare for all people are just sent to church. Literally. Yeah. The church literally picked us up on a church bus. I got on a church bus twice a week, went to church and my mom went to the fucking flea market without me (laughs) anyway um I actually really love a lot of our holidays and grew up really loving you know Christmas and stuff and then I went through my like you know my leftist fucking you know untwining what capitalism is and and how it's impacted me and my family Mm -hmm. and my community and um definitely went through the stage where I was like well I can't even like Christmas you know fuck Christmas Mm -hmm. but I've really my spiritual journey has really helped me see the actual roots of these traditions Mm -hmm. and and I definitely think of myself as a Yule witch I love Yule and like I'm I'm already planning so much around that Sabbath but I really love Sabbath rituals in particular so like Samhain and, and Halloween and I love to do them up country ass style like my family did any yes. holiday with a big meal I mean I love mm. to make like a spicy deviled egg and just like my own spins on things that I loved about like celebrating holidays together and so I had family I had friends come over for the fall equinox um that was really nice and I made a fuck ton of food I made big like chicken pot pies and cupcakes and shit (laughs) so I love yeah any baking or any any food rituals I feel like are really nostalgic and and, um, definitely make me feel more connected to ancestors and um, the women in my family because that's who did all the cooking right Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely that's like a really good transition to talking about like something we want to talk about which is like growing up in some sort of religious community and then being drawn to magic and spirituality totally yeah so thank you for sharing that yeah yeah well yeah I can talk a little about mine um so I was well I say I was raised Jewish I actually like mostly chose it my mom is Jewish Uh, my dad isn't and they sent me to Jewish 
preschool and then like all my friends kept and we didn't go to the same elementary schools and so like most of my friends kept going to Sunday school and I was like well I want to go um and when we were all like seven so I didn't really feel indoctrinated I was just like I want to go I like being with my friends I like talking about it and we were taught that the Torah as like oh these are like stories like there's lessons like I went to a reform synagogue so it wasn't taught as like these are things that like happened that you have to follow um we were all in like first grade we were just like yeah we like don't believe in god we like told our teacher and she had to like have the rabbi come talk to us and the rabbi was like that's (laughs) the rabbi was like that's fine you can still be jewish um yeah she was like that's cool um whatever and yeah we did this whole thing which i won't get into now but there's like a lot of aspects of like Jewish culture that have this kind of like magic vibe. And I follow this account. It's called Jew witches spelled like J E witches um, on they're on Twitter and Instagram. And I feel like it's really helped me like kind of reframe a lot of the Jewish customs in this more like witchy light. And so just like a few of those things, um, there's like Tubishvat, which literally means like the new year of trees. And you're just supposed to like plant trees and celebrate trees. And that's like an annual holiday. And one of the other big holidays is Sukkot. You've like probably seen a sukkah. They're like these little structures outside where you like hang gourds and other things. And it's like a harvest festival and you eat outside under the stars for the week. Um, and so these holidays are very like based around the earth. There's not like a particularly, um, what's the word God, like <laughs> element, like you're not like thanking God. You're just like, thank you to the earth for this harvest. Um, and then another thing that I have is a mezuzah, which you put like, well, mine's on my fridge. Cause it's a magnet mezuzah. You're supposed to put them in your doorway, but I rent an apartment. Um, but they're supposed, there's like the scroll inside and they're supposed to like protect your home. So I like thinking it more as kind of like this, like protection ritual than yeah. being like a prayer because I do not pray. Um, but yeah, I love that. And then the other thing that I really appreciate is there's just like a lot of um, like death related rituals in Jewish culture, like about how to handle when someone dies. Um, like you're not supposed to look in mirrors and you like rip apart like black clothing and like pin it to yourself um and sitting shiva which is basically like a week where the immediate family um isn't supposed to do anything and the other people in the community are supposed to like bring you food and like bring you everything you need so that you don't have to work or do anything but like grieve um and i think that a lot of those rituals are very yeah just have a very like kind of magical like spiritual feel without being like they're not particularly like related to God or like indoctrination. It's just these like cultural things that we do. Um, and yeah, I feel like I've been kind of trying to like see it more in that light and like appreciate those things for what they are. Whereas like, I do not like go to synagogue or like pray or do that aspect of like being religious. Yeah. I love that. I've definitely done a lot of like haggling with Christianity. And, like, <laughs> what am I keeping? What am I ditching here? The first time someone called me spiritual as an adult, I, like, was like, wait, 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 what are you talking about? And it was literally someone who, like, was getting an astrology reading from me. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, no, 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 that's not me. Because I have such fucked up associations with that from being raised Catholic. Um, Catholicism 
Really, I'm I'm keeping nothing. Sorry about it. I'm keeping nothing. <laughs> yeah. um, there's no haggling that I feel like I need to do. Um, but I do – I guess the thing that I have kind of come to is believing in anything that's kind of bigger than yourself uh, feels really good to me. And this is the – like astrology in particular has been a big thing for me that feels good to like put my energy towards. So – yeah. <laughs> Zoe, one of my favorite witches is Jewish and she also she's an artist and teaches Hebrew school, I think, online. But I'm gonna Oh, I used her. to teach Hebrew school. Uh, I wanna make sure you follow her, Sarah Day, Sarah Day Arts. I you will, will now. You will love her artwork. She's a oh, great artist. Amazing. And she has lots of like witchy um Jewish jewelry and God, like wow. all kinds of really cool stuff. Yeah. Definitely gonna look her up. I love that. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm with you. There's a lot because um, I mean, the more you unpack from uh, Christian, I'll, I'll speak for like Southern Baptist Christianity. <laughs> there there isn't a lot to save, right? To keep, but what what you do realize is that things that you were doing are rooted in actual ancient traditions that Christians co opted to pull people over to Christianity and colonize like literally like we started out with yeah these were just colonial tools um and yeah like even even um I know Halloween isn't like considered a Christian holiday and a lot of churches try to do you know alternative (laughs) in only Mexico maybe Oh yeah, I guess maybe is is it like all Saints Day? All Saints Day, I think, is Catholic. um, But it's like, gotcha. I'm I'm not not sure what uh, like sect it's tied to, honestly. Well, we we know know what the roots though. But I just every time I think about literal children dressing up and going door to door and asking for treats, it's like such an incredible thing that we keep going. Yes. all there's like lots of houses decorated with ghosts and goblins and skeletons in Letcher County and it just like brings me so much joy to see this like little at least a little part of the year where this like fringe counterculture imagery is like so embraced and welcomed and feels so centered like centered um and I just I just think of the little goth babies how good this is for them yes (laughs) And truly in my, yeah in my rural town um this we used to only we would have drag shows on halloween that was the only time we could felt like we could get away with it and it was incredible it was oh, like this was the time that's when, its own uh, ritual yeah totally oh i, love I am going to a drag show this halloween the first one i've been to since the pandemic and i am literally losing my shit <laughs> i ordered a huge fan today to what to yes. take oh my god yeah i bought like um a fringe rhinestone mask yeah <laughs> I'm look right now, like horrible <laughs> obsessed I'm in obsessed like i think like sixth or seventh grade i was just like a boy for halloween um which now I'm like, let's go back in time and unpack okay. your gender, small Zoe. Um, but yeah, that was like my own personal drag show, if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like how our culturally Halloween makes so much space for gender bending and so, so much goodness. Um, it's just so much fun. And it's all rooted in literally the tradition of 
like banding together to care for each other during harvest time um, when you like have the last of your food to like put up and eat and making sure that um, spirits aren't that spirits are fed and cared for so that they don't do any like fuckery with next year's harvest yeah <laughs> yeah this has been truly amazing tanya thank you so much for a just being a yule witch being your best self (laughs) doing all the things drinking your moon water um and you know just teaching us um more just by your presence being here Mm, thank you yeah i mean i want to talk more about herbs like we could go on all day like i have a couple tinctures that i use violet and dead nettle I sell them on my little in my little witch shop but um uh yeah I've been really on some moonshine tincture shit this year and last year yes well we will link to all of your stuff in the episode description as well so people know how to get your stuff you can find all of it at hainty.com it's all there in one link so you don't have to worry about all the things I love do it I can't remember my Twitter handle. And so every time I'm on the spot to tell my Twitter handle, I'm like, I don't know it. Yeah. It's- <laughs> it might be. It's like, who knows? Aunt Bernice. It's either Aunt Bernice or Auntie TPT. And I can't ever remember which one is. Either way. Well, I will put it in there because I'll look it up and I'll put it in there. It's fine. Uh, love you so much. Love you so much. So grateful that y'all had me here. And you can't see because of my bisexual lighting, but I'm wearing... Dolly Parton as the Empress Tara. Oh my God. My yes. I have a Dolly Parton, um, like candle, the like, what are those oh, called? Yeah. Voltive candle. Voltive yes. Candles. Yeah. I do too. Love that. A we Dolly one? A whole, yeah. I have a Dolly one. I have a Beyonce one too. I have them together. Oh, oh amazing. Beyonce. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we could do a whole, uh, a whole altar show and tell. I would love that. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, well, well we'll have Halloween. to have you back for it yeah happy halloween happy halloween well that was our episode you can um you know go to tanya's website and she has these really cool tarot t-shirts and who else has really cool tarot thief t-shirts is us oh. <laughs> um you should get one of each um yes obviously and you can get that at seasonofthebitch.com. Seasonofthebee.com. At seasonofthebee.com. Hey. <laughs> uh, you can go to our Patreon. You can throw us some dollars. I don't know if you heard, but I'm going through a breakup. I could really use people like buy me a drink or something. Um, and you can give us your money on Patreon at patreon.com slash seasonofthebitch. Yes. <laughs> you can follow us on all of the social media at Season of the Beat. You can rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. You can press the little button on Spotify that <laughs> says follow or something. I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify. Uh, I think that's everything, right? Yeah. Oh, you can email us, seasonofthebee at gmail.com. I'm usually the one answering your emails. If you haven't gotten an answer back, that's my bad. Um, <laughs> Oops. I'll self-crit. That, that's my bad. I've been going through it. Um, you know, it's fine. It's totally You can fine. feel free to follow up and I'll answer eventually. Yeah. Anyway. Love uh, you. Spooky season. Best Happy time of the year. Love you. Love you so much. Bye. 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 <laughs>
the bitch.